ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback on the OAM Podcast Network coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. We are just talking insecure and talking life. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all the major podcast platforms, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. If you are searching for the show, our logo looks like the old Yo MTV Raps logo is bright fluorescent. You cannot miss it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. After you subscribe and after you listen, leave us a five-star rating. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us a comment. Uh, we're back with another installment of the Kickback Reviews. We are reviewing and recapping every single episode of the TV show Insecure. So here's the latest one, Season 4, Episode 9, Recap. Check it out. <laughs> Here we go. Insecure, Season 4. Episode nine, low key trying. Uh, I forget the big word they used to talk about the last episode before the finale, the pen, penultimate. You know what it's called? Penultimate episode. Um, and this one is kind of about Molly and Issa. And as we do every time, we will start going around with your overall takes of the episode. So let's start with Kasia. I don't know why you did that. If anybody's been listening, you just know I'm just here at this point. Like, I'm just here. Because, like, I've been saying this for at least episode two. Yeah. Um, Molly's trash. She can, I mean, I said abolish Molly earlier, and then someone told me that might have been a little bit too much. So I'm just <clears> going to say, you know, fuck Molly. Abolish Molly. Okay. That's your overall take on the episode. Uh, Raph, yours? Um. I honestly, I haven't met. Look, I I do think that Molly's a terrible person. I I haven't been as harsh as the rest of the group on her. I I I have my feelings, my negative feelings towards her. But this this definitely threw me over. This this was it. This was the straw that broke the camel's back because uh, that was the shittiest thing that she could have ever done. And, um, and it, I mean, the end of it, but <clears throat> throughout the episode, I just, you know, I, I, it was just really fucking annoying. Like she's beyond self-centered. And I've said that before, but damn, like it was, this was like all of it and it's disgustingness. It, it, it was all there. All right, uh, Gabby, what you got? So, I, of course, have told y'all I've been rewatching, um, recapping the whole insecure, um, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Mm. The whole insecure series. series. Yeah. Series. Thanks. <laughs> series. And so I'm on season two, just ended season one. And Molly is a terrible person i don't know why i even was giving her like the benefit of the doubt she is terrible she is selfish she is a mean girl and this is crazy because i feel like la and i, I hate to say this not to generalize la girls but i do have my um feelings about people in la i think there are different categories of people in la and Molly fits the category of girl that I just can't get with in LA. Like, ugh. She's just a mean girl. And someone needs to put her in her place. I really hate that she 
except for romantically. I feel like now she's kind of getting that romantically what she was looking for. But I just hate that things even go her way in life because she's just that trash of a person. But Amen. I don't want to give Molly all the credit for this episode. So I'm going to say also, I was happy to see the love between Lawrence and Issa. I think we didn't get to um, experience <clears throat> that pe- that part of them. So being able to experience their real romantic side with one another and their connection was great. Although, like me and Keisha were saying earlier, we thought it was going to be like a dream that Issa was waking up from. But to know that it was real and just how they talk on the phone with each other, just like, I don't know. It's just everything is just perfect right now for them. Um, it was really good to see. Well, uh, I will echo the sentiments of Molly is trash. And uh, add on top of that, the I, from what I remember in the first couple seasons, Molly wasn't as trash as she is now. She has kind of progressively grown trashier uh, as a person, as a friend. Um, I do think that the episode starting off with the Lawrence and Issa um, montage and then kind of conversation, you know, like a, a DTR to find their relationship. Uh, conversation was a really good and like, like you said uh, Gabby, we have never seen them like this we've never seen them happy Every, when the show started they were mad at each other and going through it in this rut so we've never seen what the peak of a Lawrence and Issa relationship is and I think that that's what we get a glimpse of when we see when we see that little scene now or what we saw last episode um and so like, just to go from there, uh, and we can kind of break it down plot point by plot point like you usually do, but we'll start at the beginning um, with, the, with the Lawrence and Issa conversation. And they're on the, there's a montage of them eating food together, um, drinking out of the same alcoholic beverage glass, um, three different cuts of sticks. Uh, Intimacy. They put that, they put that couch to good use. What is that? Is that water? Uh, they put their couch to good use a couple times, um, and then then they had a conversation. And Issa asked, "You know, what are we?" And Lawrence, like, you know, it's up to you. The ball's in your court. Um, and then she told him about Nathan a little bit, and she asked him about Condola and the job interview and all that stuff. So. In term, let's just talk about them in terms of Lawrence and Issa. Yes, I, I wanna I wanna get on that. You're only in there, girl. What you got to All say? All right. So I was talking to a friend today, and it's crazy because I was talking to a, a, a close friend today, and he had the nerve to be like, "Yeah, I feel like Lawrence was, you know, he's kind of he's kind of messing up. Like he not he not really stepping up to the plate. You know, he's." He's in a way making this difficult because he, you know, when, when asked, what is this? He's just like, well, I don't know what he wanted to be. I think that's what he said. Is that right? He said, I don't know what he wanted to be or something like that. But anyways, like, he was like, you know, when a guy, a guy will, as men, like we go after what we want. That was a moment for him to be like, you know, well, you want to be my girlfriend. So he's like, I feel like he's playing with her head in a way. And I was, just wanted to I didn't see it like that but I just felt like this person was being 
anyways, that's that's another story for another day. But anywho, um, I want to know you all's like the male perspective of what Lawrence said. Like, what is, is that? Was that bad? Rav, you going to go? I don't think it's a bad thing. I, say I think, yeah, I I'm, I I look at it as I think he understands that there's a possibility that he could leave and that for him to as happy as they seem i don't think that he wants to dive into this and then like next week he's like oh shit i gotta leave and then now it's like well how are we going to figure this out are we going to stay together with me being this many miles apart like i that's that's a tough thing and then this is not even a situation where you know he's going to be, you know, something successful. And then she could just be like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you. Because now her business is L.A.-based. Like, that is, she has a niche that she just carved out, and she has to be there. So there is no way for that, for her to just pick up and be like, oh, yeah, I'll be happy with you in San Francisco, blah, 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 blah. Like, there, we all know how San Francisco is. It's not as black as like LA is the way that she, what she's looking for. So this whole, that, I think that's what he's kind of taking into um, consideration. And I think that's why he didn't really want to like, just put a stamp on it. Like, Oh, well we back together. Cause I think that would be bold, but it would be, um, I think it would it'd just be too much right now. I think they kind of need to figure out, what the plan is going forward, especially for Lawrence, if he's staying, if he's going, and then they could kind of take it from there. Well, one thing I want to say to them, what you just said, Ralph, San Francisco might not be that black, but Oakland is right across the bridge. Oakland is black as hell. So she could find, she could find something to do uh, over there. In I mean, but also LA to San Francisco is a 40 minute flight. Like people do it all the time. Like I don't think, that she would have to go there. He would have to stay here. Like there are ways around that, but I'll save that for later. Jamal. I would say from the male perspective, probably echo in a lot of what Raph said. I think that Lawrence took a very mature, uh, mature way of looking at it uh, in terms of, you know, yes, we've been, we've had our past and our past is what it is. And this new thing feels good now, but there's just so much that's up in the air for both of us right now that it wouldn't be smart for either one of us to jump into something. That's why he gave, put it to her. Like, I don't think it's him saying, I don't want to be with you, but it's him also like, I don't say it. If you're okay with this little um, situation that we got going on now, cool. I don't want to put any pressure on you to make you feel like you have to do anything, especially with me being up in the air in terms of I'm going to be here, I'm not going to be here. Like Ralph said, she's making moves that we haven't seen in her professional life ever. So to even kind of put her in a position might have to make a decision uh, when she's not ready. Um, it doesn't make well, like a lot of sense that he would. I don't think, I don't think Issa's leaving. Like LA is her stuffing grounds. She loves that. Like she bleeds LA. You get, I feel like that's, that's kind of known um, from the jump. And I yeah. feel like she, you know, her mission is to specifically bring up the black community and show, you know, that they're, there's more size to LA for black people. Um, so I don't think, I can't see her going to San Francisco, but 
like I guess you know for him Silicon Valley is very you know that's for his industry that is the place to be yeah but I feel like he could do that from LA like why does he have to leave I don't know that's selfish to think that like i'm just i'm just i'm just saying like does okay at that point at this point this is this is a this is a big thing at this point i'm sorry at this point is it love or is it career oh come on that you can't do that can't start that conversation but unfortunately that's what it is like san francisco or because that okay. would be selfish. And, and clearly, Issa doesn't feel like, oh, go ahead, Kaja, go ahead. I don't think we have to jump into the this or that yet. I think it's I think it read very much as Lawrence being indecisive. Um, from just the perspective, it read as him not knowing what he wants, but I do see the logic in it that you guys were talking about. Like if you can't <laughs> understandable in terms of how and this is this is a this is a classic conversation how men see it one way and women see some other way. But I don't think that Raph and I agree with what your very close friend that you were having this argument with talking about. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. I'm just I'm not I'm not saying I'm just asking right now. I'm just asking if it takes that turn, what what do y'all like also if you were in Lawrence's shoes, if you were in Lawrence's shoes, what would it be? If I was in Lawrence's shoes, I would have played it the way he played it. I would have said the same, I would have that's what I want to ask like even if it's a so I'm saying like so my friend I felt like he was discrediting like really saying like Lawrence doesn't really it seemed like Lawrence is not really into Issa like that I felt like he really is into her and I felt like him I agree with with, with what you guys are saying that's what I told him I was like well he is about to go to San Francisco and then also you know this is someone um, this is someone that has messed up or that has done him wrong in the relationship. You know, like she did cheat on him. Although he has forgiven her, they've had a, a conversation about it. I feel like he's still kind of, you know, wanting to explore what this is. So I didn't think it was terrible that he told her that response or that that was dismissive. I mean, he was saying like, yeah, I don't think he really wants anything. So I was, you know. Jamal. Yeah. Go ahead, Gabby. You done? I was really just wanting to know, like, I agree with what, what you guys are saying, but if it comes down to it, what y'all choosing? Before we get there, I think the reason this sticks out is much smaller. You were like, oh, what it did, what Lawrence did, um, compared to the transparency that Issa showed in the last episode. It was like, if that's your thoughts, then why aren't you just saying that rather than saying, I don't know? If you're saying, hey, I would like to jump in, but like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in San Francisco and you're here in LA, like, I guess that would make, that's what makes it read weird because Issa was so like, this is what I want, this is where I am. Um, in that moment. And so I, I get the logic behind it and being like, I don't really know what's going on right now, but I guess it's just like, why didn't he just say that? I mean, that's a good point. I think that that it definitely could have been where he stepped up and and just told, and just put it all out there. Like, just be upfront and like you said, the transparency thing. But I think it kind of goes back to, although we've seen these characters grow, you know, everybody has always said that Lawrence is a very immature, like, character. You know, this kind of plays on that. 
like maybe there is still remnants. It takes a long time to actually get over everything and like, you know, sure. and you know, become who you're actually supposed to become. So I think that's what it is. Like, if that's the case, uh, you guys still hear me? Cause my joint is unstable. So I just, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I think that's what it is. I think I, when you see it like that and him just posing that question back to her, um, then it is, it looks like it's that immature state yet again. Um, so I mean, it's scary to think like that, but I think more on the side of he is concerned about, you know, him leaving, possibly leaving. I also think that, I think that it was kind of a, I don't know, like we don't really know. We just all just whatever, but like, it's kind of like a, the ball's in your court, you know, let's see what pops off with this whole San Francisco thing. Cause then maybe if it jumps off, and I choose to stay. Maybe he does choose to stay in LA. Maybe he, whoever, whatever it is. Maybe he, when that decision is made for him, then he can decide how to do everything else. Uh, the balls in your court thing did bother me. Like it's just like, we like it. It it doesn't. A women guy that can take control. Take take take. Like brain. this is a partnership with my guy. Like if you are like it, to me, it just looked read as a lack of like leadership and understanding of oneself. And it's just like if you don't know what you want, how you know if you want? Like it, no, 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 no. So I was. I mean, but it was also one of the things they had, we don't even know the nature of their conversations and stuff yet because she had just told him about Nathan. So maybe it was like before we decide that we want to do all of this and let's let's keep doing this a little bit longer so we can figure out where we are. And we're like, you know, I've been with Condola because obviously y'all know each other, but he didn't know all the stuff that she was doing besides uh, the best character in the show, TSA Bay. That's all, that's all he knew. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have that re-up conversation and they started having that after, you know, after she was like, you know, whatever, whatever. So, um, I mean, going off that point, Jamal, getting away from, I guess, the like, what does he what, what, what doesn't he want? I really enjoyed like the intimacy that was shown in that like two minute clip. It was just like y'all really been y'all been kicking it. It's cute, like and it's, it's, and we've never seen them like this. To your point, Jamal, like we've never seen them at a good place at their core. Like we've seen like their chemistry and just like their bond in like small moments, but like seeing like the time lapse of like, oh y'all think it's really rocking each other. Like this is cute. All over laying laying on each other, watching TV, eating Chinese food together. Working on computers. Doing work together. Yeah. I, you know, a, a point that my girl brought up was um, I mean, obviously they're comfortable with each other because they lived with each other for so long. But I think what she, what she had said was when you compare how Issa, like, like the sex scenes with other men that she's um, slept with throughout the series in comparison to her with Lawrence, like, like she had her head wrap on and, and one of the sex scenes on the couch this episode. And it was like, that takes a, a level of comfort for a black woman to do that with a man at a certain point. And that shows so much that they have still maintained. Like she hasn't done that with anybody else. And like, look, now they're back here even after the break and yet she's right back to that comfortability. The head wrap is a, the head wrap is a, you know, that's a, that's a, symbol. she made so many valid points. Amen. 
That's a symbol. That's a symbol to hear when you when you when you. Yeah, that is. You're comfortable. You're comfortable. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like extremely comfortable. Yeah, that's like yeah. That's. <laughs> let's let's, let's that's move on to because uh, we got we got another scene with them. I guess we kind of talked about it a bit, but we got another scene with them later on in the show. Going on the next scene is a uh, Molly in therapy, and um, the therapist tells her the 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 therapist basically tells Molly in a nutshell, "Do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship?" Which is something that anybody that's been in the law that was has to think about and has told themselves many times before. Um, is it worth winning this argument to, you know, do whatever? To is the uh, is it worth to win this battle but to lose the war? So, and then but Molly is so Molly and steadfast that she can't nobody else be right but her. Um, and all the reads her. And she said, so what did y'all think about that therapy session? I was annoyed. Like, it, I was really just like, Molly refuses to see herself. Like, there's zero accountability. Everything is blame the world. Molly's always perfect. Molly does nothing wrong. Like, all these people keep coming for me. They're trying it. They're doing X, Y, and Z. And, like, as much common sense as her therapist was making, like, a five-year-old could understand what that lady was saying. Molly was just like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, you... Nothing out of Molly's mouth. She never said I in any of her responses. Mm-mm. No I statements. No I statements. And that's what her therapist was trying I. to make her understand. And then she yeah. like, what I what I don't like about the scenes with her going to therapy is like she runs the session. It's like, what do you what did you even come here for? Because like everything yeah, I'm also, saying, you're I turning like that's down any, any session. That's any well, session with any psychiatrist. They let you talk. They want you. Yeah, to they let you talk. Let out. Yeah, they just let... you talk. Right, but even when, like, I just feel like even when the therapist is trying to give her like some sound advice, she was still defensive and like how she is with homeboy Andrew, and that's why he comes back and like, look, I'm on your side. I'm on your side, type of thing. Mm-hmm. like she's just so intimidating when she talks to people that they it's hard to like really tell her the truth yeah the therapist brought up some valid points but i feel like they didn't hit her in the gut like she needed to be hit like you gotta come to you gotta talk to molly like a little different but to that yeah, point it's you not also... the therapist i was about to say the same thing um it's not your therapist's job to yell at you. She's going to ask you questions to get you to look inside. But if you refuse to look inside yourself, it's not her. She can't make you. She's not your mom. She's not like, no, you're going to do this and become better. If you don't want to become better, then, like, you just pay me all this money for no reason. But, like, she can't. It's not her job to make Molly look at Molly. She can guide her there. She can be like, well, Molly, what did you think about when you did this? And if Molly turns around to Issa or Andrew's mother or her parents, then, like, that's on Molly. You can, you can, the old, the old saying is, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can make them drink. Come on, church. Yeah. That's what, that's what to say in the Baptist church. Uh, anyway, (laughs) after that scene, Issa, Issa needs to talk to somebody because all this stuff is happening. So she calls Kelly, Kelly's on answer. She calls her brother who is no help at all. He's over here. Yeah. Still the best. Still the best. Do we character. think it, it's weird that Kelly didn't answer? I watched again today, and like Kelly sent it to voicemail. Like it wasn't like a oh it rained and she was busy. She like flagged that call, and I was like, why? I don't know because what the last conversation mm. with Kelly was Issa talking to her about how she wasn't going to try with Molly, right? Mm-hmm. 
I just I noticed that a couple like an hour ago. And I was like, why did Kelly like really ignore her call? I was but anywho, yeah. Kelly just be on her own shit. You know what I'm saying? She did say <laughs> she did say she did say, Oh, I know I know you be I know you're working like when she she's at work when yeah. she left the voicemail. So it could she's it could have been that too. I thought it was very tough. Amal is still yeah. Amal is my is my favorite now, by the way. Just his secondary character. He's blown everybody out of the water. I'm More so than happy. Kelly? I'm so happy that yes, I'm sorry. Yo, he has overtaken everybody and I'm so happy they gave him more face time. He deserves it. He really wow. deserves it. That man was no help at all. He was no help at all. None. He None. Was, and swam through that Jamaican food. Uh <laughs> and I thought it was very telling that um that Issa thought twice about calling Molly. And she went through it, went through in her mind what Molly's response would be to her. But even though she got that negative, she thought about that negative response, she still called her. It still did it. She still did yep. it. So like growth. Growth. Like right, that's the No, one. she does it. She does that every episode when they fall. I mean every season when they fall out. Mm-hmm. She will get in those moments, like when they have big, big fights, and she'll in those moments, she'll always go back to Molly and calling her and asking her. Like, literally, right before I watched the episode, she did that in season one when they, uh, when she had the event um, at the mansion. Like, her and Molly had a big fight at that event. And it was a fight to where their friendship, like, it was kind of similar to what they did at um, the block party. Yeah. And Molly was not wanting to talk to her at all. But she gave her a call trying to because she needed her in that moment i think you know that's when her and lawrence had just broke up because lawrence found out she cheated um and so she called molly because she didn't have anyone else to talk to about it but she does this all the time so i i felt like you know hopefully this time she won't i mean but that's obviously a, that's like 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 Kasia said with the growth like she uh isa already knows that she does this all the time which is what she told Kelly when Kelly called her. She said, I'm I'm always the one reaching out. I always have to do it, so I'm not doing it this time. The growth is that she realizes that she's the one, and she still did it anyway because she's willing to extend the olive branch and try to work through it. That's the important part, and that's where you see the difference between her versus Molly and their growth. One thing I want to say real quick. Uh, At the end of the therapy session, the doctor asks a very, the the therapist asks a really good question of, is this relationship worth you putting the work in, basically? Is it worth you putting the work in to keep this relationship? Does this relationship still service you? And I think outside of, that's that's what everybody has to figure out in all the relationships that they have as they go. Yep. Because things change with that. I mean, we, we're all four different people with different friend groups and different everything else. And you can just see changes in the friend groups the older you get. And some friends you work harder to keep in contact with, some you don't. So it's everybody has to come with themselves with that thought of, do I want to work to keep this friendship or relationship at the point to where it is? And if I don't, am I okay with it falling off? And I think by the end of the episode, I think by the end of the episode, it was pretty clear where they both stood. Um, but I think that there was a very good question. And the one question that had Molly shut up and think when the doctor asked it to her, 
anyway, they meet up at Pan's and um, Issa. Wait, question: Is that the is, is is that the diner from Pulp Fiction, or am I mistaken? From Pulp Fiction. Yes, because it really looked like it. I don't think I don't think that one was was that one in L.A. or was that like outside in a small city? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Keep talking. Anyway, no, they meet at Pan's. Okay, yeah. Issa's a mess, but Molly. Issa's a mess. Molly comes and they kind of they kind of talk it out. So what y'all think? They, of they talk what out? What did they talk out? They didn't talk. I talk they didn't talk shit. about. No, not talk. <laughs> about. Like they didn't talk about they anything. Talk. Nothing. Okay, y'all talk. Y'all talk about what they. Did. We, we we talk about what they didn't talk about. Got you. Um, they didn't talk about yeah, shit. No, I, like that, they. Was, go ahead, ref. Got it. Got no, it. No, you got it. Go ahead. They danced you, around. You've been <laughs> <laughs> they danced around the awkward encounter long like it was so stupid and i was like i was disappointed again going back to referencing last episode like the growth we saw isa have in her just transparency and being upfront in that conversation with lawrence compared to like what we saw here and again um i think i think taj made this point she was just like you have to know your audience like lawrence was ready to receive truth and honesty in that moment um, and he made a space that was welcoming for it. But like Molly was, Molly's not about that life. Cause again, nothing can be Molly's fault. So like they had their mimosas and like, I, I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. You're right too, Ralph. That is a diner that's in full picture. I was, right. Amy, I knew it. Man knows what he's talking about. The last Damn, I'm good. My last six months in LA, the last six months I lived in LA, I lived right around the corner from the diner. I wow! Yeah, I I know it. I I just watched Pulp Fiction like two weeks ago, and I was like, yo, I that diner always stands out to me, always. And I'm just like, and as soon as they walk in, I was like, damn, this shit looks really familiar. And that's like the most famous diner from a movie, anyway. So I mean, in my opinion, but um, so um. I think I don't think this falls on Issa. I I I get your point, Keisha, with like the transparency and like being bold enough to like say, you know, just like come out and say it. But I don't think it was her place in this situation to do it. It was it was Molly's. Uh, it, it Molly was supposed to be the one to apologize or at least bring it up, mm-hmm. and we see it from the therapy session and then all the way throughout the episode and she refuses to be the bigger person like she'll she just can't do it it is always about somebody else that has to serve her and like the thing was like you saw this is the shit that really it it kind of what tipped me over and like was the full on blown Molly's trash is the fact that Issa kept trying and Molly just kept making it awkward. Uh Like, bitch, why are you still looking at the, the fucking, the, the, the menu? Like she's trying to have a conversation with you and you keep cutting it. Like, no, they're yeah. Continue a conversation. But yeah. the fact of the fact of where I was talking about, I feel like Issa is not 
Like she does grow in every other area, but with her relationship with Molly, I don't see growth because they do this every single season. Like literally she calls Molly up, even though she told Kelly, oh, I'm not going to call her. You know, she needs to reach out. But when she gets herself in a, in a situation where she needs someone to, you know, kind of give her some more insight on something, or she kind of want to hear someone's someone else's opinion, which is what she did when she called before she called Molly. It was because of the issue with what I think her and Nathan, or whatever conversation her and Nathan had. I don't know. At some point, she wanted to call Molly, which led to them eating out. Um, she did. She's done that in prior seasons, and it was because she she really wanted to talk about her her other situation, and she realized, dang, I don't even have my best friend to speak with. Because we do have to think about it, Issa did have ample amount of time as well to hit up Molly, and she just didn't she didn't need to until now. Mm-hmm. I think she needs to grow from the relationship because she can't always she's not going to always. Obviously, she can't always speak with Molly because Molly doesn't have her best interest at heart. Like she went since I've been watching the the series over, like Molly is not able to accept, which I think we've all been saying, she's not able to accept Issa growing. So yeah, Issa is growing in other parts of her life, but she also needs to grow out of this friendship with Molly. Um, I don't think that Agree with you guys. Now like, was anything new. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like a growth moment to me. I, I kind of wish like she didn't reach out. Yeah, I and wish I she like, didn't. I don't think she needed to. I think it was like the last straw in her having to let go of the friendship. And like, it's like we all know she should let go, but I think she's going to keep trying. And to your point, it's just like you always try, you always reach out, you always do, like you're always the one to do it. Um, and I was happy when she talked to Kelly was that last episode, two episodes ago. And she was like, I'm not, I'm not reaching out. Like it's, I always do it. Like it's, and literally like she was no, like not, I'm going to say she had no fault in this whole big blow up, but like from the block party, like Issa, Molly needed to reach out and she didn't. So I was just like, girl, why didn't you reach out? But I think she had to really come to the conclusion that like, this is not for me. And to flip Molly's uh, therapist question on Issa, this really should, does not serve you, sis. Like, let it go. I feel like Issa's yeah, having the hardest really. time letting go. Yeah. Than Molly is. Yes. I think that's like the last part of her final, like growing from that stage of, oh, Issa would be cutting ties with Molly or kind of setting some boundaries excuse me, boundaries with that friendship. And I feel like Molly is just the person where you can't be, she wouldn't be okay with just being all right. She don't, it's either, you know, they friends or they're not for Molly. So I think that Issa has to move, move on from this relationship. And she has to realize like, you don't need Molly every time something goes different in your life. Like you can talk to other people about this or. Yeah, but that's hard. I mean, how, how hard is think about it in your own perspective like if you have a best friend that you talk to all the time that's a really thing a hard thing to accept that that you don't have that person to talk to anymore about big life decisions like but if it it goes toxic every single time like shoot after the second time that it went toxic toxic it's like well dang you're not changing because literally it's a repeated cycle with their friendship it's always Mm -hmm they throw stuff back at, or she's it's both sides honestly because when they get in the arguments they both throw things back in each other's faces 
And it's stuff that they shared at vulnerable places in their life. And they will throw it back in the other person's face. So it's like, if I notice that, and then they come back and apologize. And it's like, well, you know, I'm sorry, da, 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 I'm not going to, you know, we'll set up something to where we won't cross those lines again. But you keep breaking the, what, the boundaries that you're placing. It's like, eventually, it's, you have to know, well, hey, maybe this ain't working. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, ex- this just not working for me and and Issa I don't know I just feel like she has maybe she doesn't have that other friendships like she does with Molly because she's super they're both super comfortable with sharing those intimate you know details with one another um but they just don't handle it well when it when it gets hard or whenever it's an awkward situation for them they piling on Molly going uh when they leave the diner uh, Issa tells Molly that she's helping Nathan move, which is weird, but, you know, whatever. So when Molly gets home, she tells Andrew. Andrew asks, how did it go? And Andrew's like, yes, I'm no. Andrew's like hoping that it went well. So they Andrew's again. Hopeless. You know, he's like, yes, I want to be friends again, but it didn't happen. And he's like, well, what happened? And she, Molly starts talking bad about Issa. You know, she didn't say nothing, this and that. And he's like, well, did you meet her? Like, did you help? And she didn't because that's what Molly does. And so Andrew says, you know what, my brother, well, first off, before she walks in the house, he was on the phone with his brother. As soon as he walked in, he hanging up. Um, and he says, my brother is inviting us to the Clippers game. Do you want to go? Molly turns it down. And he's like, so, you know, you just don't want to never talk to my brother again. And like, no, I don't feel comfortable yet talking to him or whatever, whatever it is. It's like just another instance of Molly not being able to let something go for the greater good of anything, not even understanding or realizing that, this is your boyfriend's family. Yeah. No matter what happens, you're going to have, if you, you want to have this long-term relationship, but you're going to have to kind of get over this thing. Um, so yeah, that happened. So any thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know if there's anything to think about too much, but thoughts. Andrew deserves so much better. I'm so tired of him dealing with her. Like he needs to let it go. Cause he always is like wanting the best for her and hoping that she did the right thing. And it's just like, bro, she's not going to do it. That's not in her character. It's not in her DNA. She's unable but then even back to Raph's statement earlier, like all the I like all the non-I statements that Molly makes where it was just like, well, why would you make me feel uncomfortable and do this? And it's just like, yeah. it's nothing your fault. It's literally nothing ever. Oh, maybe I could do this. Like nothing is ever on Molly. So. Her time is coming. Let's believe that. I, I, the way I see this shit going down, her time is coming. She's going to get, it's all going to come down at, in one beautiful crash um but in in what you're saying about like that scene and then comparing it to the next scene where he's talking to Lauren about you know them uh meeting up you see such a comparison on how they feel about like how it went um right uh Molly, Molly thinking that it it went bad because they didn't talk about anything, and then she just goes right back to, oh yeah, you know, Issa's still Issa. She's just talking about random shit and whatever, whatever. And then on the opposite side, it's like Issa's like, oh my god, I think we're getting somewhere. Like hopeful, like looking ahead to better things. This shows who they are at this particular time. Molly stuck where she is. 
She's not going anywhere. Issa going up and in a better direction. That's just what it is. And I think the audience in general, if they haven't come to that realization, then they are completely missing the point. This is just where this is going. Like they are clearly just not rocking with each other. Um, and it's Molly's fault. Yeah, yeah, dude. Completely. Uh, uh, oh yeah, let's talk. The Lawrence and Issa have a conversation while Lawrence is in San Francisco. He says the interview goes well. And they have a very cute interaction about I can't be messing with a San Francisco trolley riding person. No, they just go to their thing. They talk about rice aroni and hamburger helper. Very, very cute. But I guess also behind that is um Issa locked down another business for whatever her next event is gonna be. Whatever yeah. another kind of health something about health because they got some juiceries and some cycle shops, some cyclist shops. Well, let's help. Um, and so then after that scene, we go to Issa helping Nathan move. And, uh, Issa right off the bat, don't know how to talk to Nathan. And she, Nathan goes in for the hug and she give my guy the, uh, the, the fist pound, the friend zone fist pound, if you will. And, uh, that whole scene was so great. That was funny. And so they, they start helping. Um, and Issa, like, Nathan stands next to Issa and she moves out the way because she don't want to be too close. And she ends up telling them, like, yo, me and Lawrence get back together. And Nathan, as any nigga would do, <laughs> trash talks him. Don't say, oh, you mean the dude you cheated on? Okay. <laughs> oh, you. I died. He, the one you cheated with, sir. He got his shit together. Did you? Don't come for Bay like that. <laughs> He he did. He came full fledged. Like he came with the heat. He came in hot. He brought up everything that nigga had ever done. And it was just right. like, well, I, I just thought that you know, like it seems like he don't really know what he want. I just thought you were past that. And like I thought you, I was like, wow, right? Like Some really, tiny. just I was like, wait, what? Damn! Was I the only one who was shocked by that? Like I didn't expect Nathan to come in that hot at all. I, I don't know. I but then he shared, you know, like he did share with us his what was really going on so you know i, I was, was so like are we about that. to see him get hit an episode where he gets upset you know like goes from zero to 100 like i was hoping he was gonna snitch on molly too i wonder if that's gonna come up actually oh that needs to come up at some point that molly didn't tell lisa about that interaction before but um the nathan Issa what interaction when he, when he pulled up and Molly was walking in to the apartment and she was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't need to see you or some shit like that. She basically turned him away. On her birthday? I think it was her birthday. I think it was her birthday. A couple of seasons. But didn't Issa find out? She was just like, why would you do that? They were at the park and she was just like, girl, like Nathan tried to come and see you earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, she knows. Did. She's aware. She did tell her. That's right. That's right. It just throws that whole plot point out the way in my mind. Sorry. No, great. Yeah. Thank you for being such. No, thank. Yeah, thanks for telling me that part because I, I really was like, dang, well, is he gonna tell her? Oh, I so, forgot she knew. And so now, like, Issa has to take into it. Issa starts thinking back about you know how she feels about with him ghosting, and so I think that that interaction was, uh, I think one of the more honest interactions of the show. Uh, Nathan has been trying to get down on Issa for a minute. There's no, there's no lying. There's, he ain't, I don't think he's hitting that, hitting that fact. 
And so he just had the natural reaction he could do with when the chick that he's trying to get with lets him know that she's dealing with another dude, especially a dude that she already dealt with or a dude that he feels is inferior. So uh, any any th- any other thoughts on, on that conversation, on that interaction? I just, I appreciate I just, it. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I just appreciate them being direct because for what at least a season now it's just been what like Nathan was going through um, so I appreciate them directly talking about he um, how he deals with his bipolar not, what's this I, I don't know the yeah. right action yeah. there um, I just appreciate them being direct about it um, to continue to like destigmatize like in the um, just what people think about mental health. I just, I wanted them to build a little bit more on it. Um, I, I mean, I think, I just kind of want to know like how he actually dealt with it. I get it. Like he ghosted her, like he disappeared and then, you know, he disappeared and went home to kind of like, I guess, find himself and like, you know, do the testing and all of that stuff. But like, I don't know. I, I kind of just want more of that whole the mental health thing like I I appreciate what they're doing this season because they have to focus on it due to Molly with her issues and then also Nathan with his issues I just kind of want to go a little bit deeper into it just so I can get more information because I just feel like especially in within our communities we don't talk about that enough and like this is a very good opportunity for us to talk about that and it kind of open up that dialogue and um, you know, people like to see that reflection of themselves on the TV with people mm-hmm. obviously feeling comfortable with the show because it's people that they can relate to with their color, with their issues, all of that. And, you know, especially with that mental uh, health issue, uh, it's important that we open up that conversation. So I kind of just wanted a little bit uh, deeper on on Nathan, on mm-hmm. what he actually did to kind of get over it, besides just going home and actually getting tested for it and finding out that he has it. So, um, but I, but Issa just making it like overly awkward beforehand before they got to that conversation was like that was that was painful to watch awkward black girl sometimes you yeah glimpses of the original awkward black girl in uh, absolutely sure and it's like that's one of them when she's like how do i say hello like hey yeah right (laughs) (laughs) my nigga i was like oh yeah yeah, she did she did a lot (laughs) but to close out that point um i was honestly surprised that he wasn't dealing with depression and that it was Bipolar. bipolar. And so I was kind of right. happy. I, but in, yeah. in a, a weird way, I was kind of happy because it shows it's just like it's not always what you think, like what you could assume is not always correct. Um, so mm-hmm. again, I'm happy that they just kind of like called it out. And it wasn't just like, oh, what Nathan was going through. It was just like, no, this is the thing. And like for me, it was a reminder to never assume because you don't know. Yeah. 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 And uh, even, uh, you know, actually to that point when Issa says, and I'm sorry that I didn't see it we never see it like that's that's a thing with mental health like you can be next to somebody every single day Uh and you will not see it because people mask that shit so it is yeah very well um 
So, like, for her to make that statement, I think that's something that everybody can relate to because, like, you want to be that friend that can see it, but that's just not a thing. Like, that shit is way too hard to see for yourself and someone else because Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of smiling that people do and a bunch of cover-up that they do uh, in order to hide that. And, um... Statement. Um, I think that was yeah. I think that was it on on that point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next scene. I think the next scene is Molly coming back from somewhere, um, coming back to the house with some food, and it's after the after the game. A couple was a couple days later. Um, it's after the game, and uh, Andrew was like, "Yo, you know, my brother." It was kind of weird at the game with you not being there because my brother invited us. You know, and then that's when she says, why would you want to put me in the place, something that makes me uncomfortable? And they kind of have it out a little, a little small tiff. Um, but just because Andrew's like, yo, what did you, Molly's just being unreasonable Molly at this point. And this is like when she starts being real, this is when people, she just goes down here. Over this here. Um, and Nathan and Nathan and Issa show up to get more of his boxes and there's a little awkward standoff about you want to stay, you want to leave, whatever. The dudes are cool with each other. So the dudes are like, yo, bro, like, y'all got some food, mm-hmm. so I'm going to eat. But the girls, and Nathan, not Nathan, Andrew was kind of pushing Molly to kind of, you know, this is the time, a good time for us to start hashing it out. Uh, they, eat, they end up staying, eating some food, drinking, and start playing uh, one of the drinking games, which I think is an amazing drinking game that I am going to steal. I'm just stealing so much from it. Agreed, agreed. So Prosecco agreed. and whiskey. I'm about to see this guess a celebrity's height drinking game because that's absolutely what easier drinking game is that? Like, it's the easy if you <laughs> pick a person. It's, it's so like, great. It's so great. So great. Can't it, wait to play it. Me neither, man. You can actually, we can actually do we can do a game like on Zoom with that. Just, uh, Here, like, like today. Set up. That's, this, that's this weekend. Not today. I got to <laughs> <Not tonight. laughs> be up early in the morning. Oh, uh, <laughs> But during the middle of this game, well, during the middle of the talk, Issa and uh, Molly have, they take a trip down memory lane. They start reminiscing about some things, seemingly like they're in a good place. Andrew goes to go get another bottle of wine. Molly sends a text that was meant for Andrew to Issa that says, something is, a, oh, I'm really trying with this girl. See, I'm trying with her. Yeah, see, I'm trying with her. Issa gets it. And Issa, so bl- I, I love Issa's response like this. Same. I don't think this was meant for me to see. If <laughs> was meant for me, I'm like, okay, I see. I see how you're playing it. I see how you're playing it. And so, uh, anyway, they Issa leaves. Molly runs out. They catch up with each other, and that's when it happens. They kind of have a they have a little a small talk, heart to heart, or whatnot. And Issa's like basically saying, "I'm trying to make this work." Yeah. And you, you aren't. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then Molly says, I, it seems like, or something to the point, like, I don't know if the person you are and the person who, the person who you are now and the person I am now fit. And Issa was like, okay. And Molly was mad that Issa didn't have nothing else to say. Yeah. Cause she yeah. wanted her to beg. She wanted her to like kiss her behind. So, in, in, oh, so just talk about that whole interaction from them walking in the house and her talking about the game up until now to the, up to the end of the episode. And let's start. I still think, I still think like, even with that whole 
like even with the them reminiscing, um, there was still shade from Molly, like mm-hmm. about the old apartment and like bringing up the mystery scene and shit like that. Like I'm glad that they still had the connection that they both remembered at the same time that it was Suge Knight or whatever. But like there was still like she just gosh, she's really she really ain't shit. Like she just it's so annoying how she acts towards Issa. And it's like, yo, y'all are fucking friends. What the, like, how could you treat somebody like that? That shit is so wrong. And then when it came down to that final thing that she said, like, it, like I was like expecting the, you know, the, the conversation to actually happen outside. And then that's what she led with was that I, that's like one of those like punch it statements uh-huh. like at the end of a conversation not the way you start that shit but that goes to show and the way i see it is that she just doesn't give a fuck about the relationship she just doesn't care enough to kind of bring it back to where they were they right. just she's just like over it and it's like all right you know what i'm i think that because I, I keep going back to this. She's going Issa for Andrew. She that's, left, that's how I see it. Left Issa for Andrew. Yeah, she's, she's kind of getting rid of Issa and then only focusing on Andrew. And it's like, you know why? It's because Molly doesn't know how to control everything at the same time. So she has to, and given the all the points that Issa had kept bringing up earlier in the season about how she keeps fucking up relationships because of maybe she's too aggressive or she's doing something else wrong or whatever, whatever, that she's diving into this and she can't manage anything else. It's yeah. like all the blinders are on. So she's like, I have to focus on this to make it last. And then even in all that, she's still fucking up with Andrew. I can't and, wait for the crash and burn. Oh, I, I I can't wait to make my prediction for next episode. I'm just waiting for this to wrap up so I can just yell it all out because I am so excited. Right. But yeah, that's my that's my feeling. Your your thoughts on the last sequence? It sounds like you're gonna say a name. Kaja, your thoughts? Oh, 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 my bad. Um, no, I completely agree with everything you said, Ralph. Like it was, it was. I was happy that Issa didn't try and act like phones don't work how they work in 2020, act like she didn't see it or she didn't understand. No, you saw it. This wasn't for me, so I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to remove myself. And Molly chasing after her, for a second, I thought Molly might actually own up to something because I was like, I don't get why you would leave after her and try and, like, like, wait, 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 if you weren't going to have some type of conversation. Mm -hmm. So we're outside now, and... Again, it's just like, Issa's been doing this work, which we all know. Molly hasn't been doing anything, which we all know. Um, and I, by the time Molly said the first word, I was just like, yeah, it's not going to end well. But to your point, like the last statement she said, she said it as like a sucker punch. She said it to try and put herself back in a position of like um, mm-hmm. superiority to Issa. Yep. And it, it came across as an insult. Like if you think about it, it's really a compliment to Issa. And it's just like, you aren't the same person that you were. Y'all don't fit with each other anymore. And that's good because you've grown so much past where Molly is 
So yeah, she said that to try to be cute and try and jab you, but like, since you aren't in the same place as she is anymore, you are not, the two of you do not mix. Like you are levels and levels and levels above where she is right now. And I know it hurts in the moment, but it's so good for Issa to finally let go. And that's my hope is that she just can let go. I think Issa's been wanting to make it work because again, they've been friends for so long. And even when Mm -hmm. it's a toxic friendship, when you have so much history built with someone and just like expectations of like, oh, it's probably like my godmother, like my my maid of honor and all this other stuff. It can be hard to like let go of those things even when it's not serving you. So I feel like Issa's finally at the point where she just has to accept it. And I think that's what she's been needing to do the most is just kind of accept that it's over with you've tried where you shouldn't have tried and like now she's been very clear that like <laughs> where you where you guys that are in life no longer serve each other and good for you Issa so yeah I was happy I was happy I was like oh poor Issa she'll cry and she'll get over it but this is great that shit hurt me man yeah I was um I don't know I was I was very I felt like for Molly to text that to someone that like Andrew, you know what I mean? Like her and Issa are way, way closer than that. I feel like like Andrew just came in the picture and for you to be texting him something so rude about your best friend with her right there, I don't care how bad it is, like I just thought that was like really low. And then coming outside, for her to do that, like I just felt like that was terrible and then when they went outside having that conversation it was like you know yeah like we really expected molly to come at it differently but she still had no remorse like she didn't have any cares about how that made Issa feel because outside of the relationship just the fact that you really just hurt her feelings like that i would think you would be a little bit more gentle and maybe like you know i don't know can we talk about this later but to just hit her she just always goes below the belt Molly does so I mean it was just it was painful to see but I guess that's what it took I think that's it took that for Issa so she can stop so she can really understand like she's she's giving it her all yeah. like you know it's a, this girl does not want it and Molly told her there in that minute like I don't want this anymore I basically think, so I think it's gonna be very hard pressed I think Issa saw all she needs to see Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and she went against what she wanted to do and reached out to Molly to get her to the diner, and then even there, at the house, you 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 out here disrespecting me in front of, in front of company basically in front of other people, and now when we when it's you and me face to face nose to nose ready to have this conversation, and you tell me that the person I am might not jive with you anymore, whatever. What that means is, like, like we talked about before, like you just liked me when I was down. You just wanted to be around me when I was down. Yep. Uh, yep. And so, and then she says, she's like, Molly, I've tried. I'm trying. You have to try. And if Molly doesn't want to try, then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it just, the whole thing just makes Molly just come off really, really, really bad. Uh, because everybody else in, in her it makes her come off really bad because she just doesn't want to admit to where she is. If you done with it, then say you fully done with it and be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even, don't even entertain it no more in any kind of way. But you know, that's what she decided to do. And she's doing it that way. And everybody's and it's bleeding into other aspects of her life. Raph, like we talked about her relationship, her leaving, basically leaving Issa 
for Andrew, she said in the therapy session, like, this is the longest relationship I've had in my life. And it's because Issa's not around. Well, that's not that's not because Issa's not around. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, you didn't know how to prioritize your relationships. Yeah. And like, you was out here, you was the one out here flagrant in that. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. It's very interesting. We got one more episode left uh, on episode 10. So, Ralph, I mean, I'm going to save you for last with your... Wait, uh, hold on, hold on. Before, before, before we get into that, I did, about that, that final scene, um, I think what hurts so much about watching it is it, is it, like, you, me, the way I look at that scene is as if a guy was breaking up with a girl. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I compare it because it was yeah. that emotional and, like, it was friends. But it was, that's the kind of scene that you see at the end of movies mm -hmm. where, where a guy is breaking up with a girl and like completely destroying her heart. And I think what I compare this to is the shit that Lawrence said at the dinner when he admitted everything is what Molly is doing now is putting it all on Issa so that uh -huh. she doesn't have to own up to any of it. She can That's her blame Issa. Yeah, she can blame, try to blame Issa for everything that, that, that's going wrong so that she just looks like, hey, look, you know, it just fell apart. That's just what it is. So I, that's, that's, yeah. that's all I wanted to say. I agree. And to that point, I honestly, this might be a reach, but I think this breakup is going to be harder than the one with Lawrence. Like, I feel like this hurt more than her breakup with Lawrence because she was over Lawrence. She wanted to be him. And she's like over Molly, yeah. but it's a different type of thing. Like, right. you can't get another yeah. nigga, but like getting another best friend is hard. Well, yeah, well, the thing, with, even like with long-term relationships, their lives are so intertwined. Exactly. When you break up with Lawrence, you can still go back to your friend group and you go kind of back to your life because it was without him. But if Ooh, child. you break up with Molly, with Molly, you know what I'm saying? You can't you can't get into the friend group or stuff like that. What's up, Pete? Matt, I'll give you more. What's up? Uh, so we going into the the finale. Uh, I'm going to give my take on the finale. So we've seen the preview and stuff of what's happening. Um, I don't know what's going to really happen in it. I think Lawrence gets the job in San Francisco and he has to make a decision whether San Francisco or LA. Like I said, I don't think that they can do that. I don't think Insecure can be insecure without a Lawrence type. So I don't think mm -hmm. Lawrence is completely ridden out of the show by taking a job in San Francisco. Uh, and I don't know if Nathan or any other male characters are going to be up to like being the being Lawrence type um, but I watched the preview again a few minutes ago before we started and the last scene is like a scene of Issa walking into the last scene of the preview is like a scene of Issa walking into a restaurant or something and she just says hello and you don't know who she's talking to I think she's talking to Molly I don't think she's talking to Lawrence I think her and Lawrence have a conversation like face at the apartment or on the on the phone I don't think that's the dramatic conversation that they'll have at the restaurant. I don't know what's really going to happen. I'm actually pretty excited not to give a guess on this one and kind of just see see where it goes. So, uh, Kasia, what do you think is going to happen in the finale next week or on Sunday? I don't know. I just have questions. Like, I, I can't – it's hard to even make a prediction at this point. Like, 
And we know they're coming back. There's so much to like wrap up. Um, but I watched a conversation today with the showrunner, Princess Prinny. He was just like, I can't say anything, but all of your questions will be answered. Like, so like there won't be any questions. So I took from that. We're going to know whether Corona was pregnant or not. We're going to know whether Lawrence got the job or not. We're going to know what happened with, with Molly. Um, I was telling Taj that science, like, yo, where is, um, what's her actual name? Yes. Tiffany. I was about to say Amanda. Like, where mm-hmm. is Tiffany? Um, so I was like, where is Tiffany? So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I just like it's going to be like the quickest 30 minutes of insecure effort. Because I feel like they had to pack so much into this last 30 minutes. It's going to be like, I don't have time to breathe. Like if I breathe, I will literally miss everything. So yeah, I'm excited. But I, don't, I, I have no strong predictions of like, oh, Issa and I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Abby, what you got? Your predictions for this last season in the last episode? Uh, I feel like the last episode, um, I really don't know. I don't know because I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know because I, 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 oh, great, great, great. Like, I just, I just, I don't, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it. What I want is I don't want my, I don't want to be disappointed because I have hope for Molly and Lawrence after seeing this whole relationship. I just really want to. Molly and Lawrence? I'm sorry. Issa and I was like, whoa, twist. I'm sorry. You know, you know what I meant. I just had a yeah. But yeah, Issa and Lawrence, I wanna see um I wanna see that relationship flourish. Uh now I was against it, but now I'm for it. And I don't wanna I just don't want him to take this job and I want him to choose Issa. Um and I want him to (laughs) I want him to build to keep that ring to to go get the ring again but anyways yeah that's how i feel about that and i really hope that molly and Issa just be like you know look maybe this ain't gonna work for us but i wonder what that would mean for the whole circle because they always hang out with you know both well the invitation is always extended to both molly and Issa when it's kelly tiffany and all of them so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna leave it there. Rav, bring us home. Birdman, hey, start. All right. So, like I said, I truly believe that. I don't know if you guys watch. Do you guys watch the wind down after like each episode or no? I do. I don't anymore. You guys should. You I guys should definitely. Yeah, no, you guys should. It's 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 really good. Um, but um, so what I want to, it's what I want to see and what I think is going to happen. Um, the situation with Molly and Andrew, especially in the kitchen, I think with that, along with her, like fucking up the whole situation with Issa at the end, um, is going to lead to Andrew leaving Molly. Uh, I think that shit is over. It's gonna all come crashing down on Molly, uh, and which would push Molly into the territory where now she needs Issa. And now that's what the last episode would be with her trying to reach out to Issa to kind of get some comfort and you know some advice and all this other shit and the tables are going to kind of turn here and 
I think is uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what Issa is going to do in that situation because she could be the big person and be like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, I'll take you back, whatever. Or based off of that last, last statement that uh, that Molly said to her, she might just hit her with a, yeah, fuck you. You need to find somebody else for your problems. And that would be a one. I do think that but, the, uh, oh, the girls round table. I do think we get the girls round. I think, I think we get a Kelly and Tiffany in there to try to figure out what's going on with them. Uh, I don't know if it helps, but cause I think Issa, I think Issa's, I think Issa's so far gone right now, but Issa's going to always be the one to come back. I don't think it's in her nature not to be the one to come back. That's why I think she's talking to Molly or maybe she's walking into the girl powwow when she walks in that thing. Like, it's like, um, so we'll see. I don't, I don't know. If, I think they might take this break in the friendship into the next season. And that, and that in itself just makes the next season, you know, becomes like another central line of the next season. So, um, I also think that um, when you said, you know, she's walking into that door and she says, hello, I actually think that it's Nathan. Um, and only because uh, when you watch the trailer, I guess Nathan is kind of like telling her his real feelings, like uh, about like, you know, that I guess he's still feeling her and, and whatever else. Um, and then I was trying to like, kind of like look at the shots because it was like really short, but I was like, damn, that kind of looks like the same color walls as the barber shop, and the way the door is positioned, it's a lot of research that you got to do, but but this is the shit that I was looking at, so I'm just like, I, I think that might be Nathan, and I'm hoping that she doesn't kind of like go back that way and like kind of like fuck up again, but then I thought, I started thinking, what would push her to that, and then it comes back to the picture that Lawrence bought. So, ooh, okay. The what I what I think is, and again, we did not see it in this episode because I felt like they were saving it purposely for the next episode. He's going to get the job. He's going to somehow, some way, they will make that picture that art be the last thing that's packed on him leaving. As or maybe he leaves it with Issa. Or maybe he does leave it with Issa. That's a great that's a great point. But somehow, some way, that would be tied into that not like that kind of ending. And I will I don't want to see it end. Like I'm with Gabby. I, I would love to see Lawrence and Issa be happy. That would be great. But you know, life doesn't always work out like that. So um I do think that somehow, some way they'll tie the art into that. And then that might push her to go see Nathan after the fact that he kind of whatever expressed his feelings on how he actually feels for her and all that other stuff. So he might be like a rebound kind of thing, whatever, whatever, but I don't, I don't know. But that's everything that I kind of put together based off of the trailer and, and this past couple of years. Did you say anything about Nathan? Do we see Nathan next season? Cause, cause he like, he's going to own the shop now, which, Owning a barbershop is, you know, that's a not an easy thing to do. A lot of money got very volatile business. And she giving uh giving her some space in the back, maybe. 
we'll see. So who knows what happens with that. But uh, any last words? I think we I think we kind of exhausted this episode. We exhausted this episode because Kel- uh, Kelly, because Kelly. Kelly exhausted us, and mm, a word her a word. And I hope I hope she gets her comeuppance in this season for now. I hope I hope something happens b- bad to her. Not to that's all I want. This last episode, crash and burn. I need Molly to crash and burn in every way. <laughs> At least need Andrew to break break up with her. Definitely need Andrew to break up with her. Yeah, he, yeah, he's too good for her. It'll happen. It'll happen. All right, uh, all right, kickback people. We about to sign off, um, and we'll catch y'all next week. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to this latest episode of the Kickback. If you haven't pressed the subscribe button yet, shame on you. Go ahead and press it. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, leave us a five star rating. Leave us a comment to let you know what to think, what you think, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Kickback. Peace.